0: Welcome back into the Motivated Mompreneur podcast. I am joined today by Shauna Vassell of the Concave team. I am really excited for this conversation because we are talking about leadership and delegation and how work impacts our personal relationship, all of the things. So without further ado,
1: Shauna, welcome into the podcast. Thank you for having me and I'm so excited to like share and be a part of the community. Yes. So
0: before we dive in, tell us more about you. Who who are you, and what do you do?
1: (laughs) Uh, Some people might say I'm a woman of many things, but no, Uh, no. What I I think what I focus. If if you really want to know more about me, so I love leadership. I love business. So put into two together is really what I do, and I focus primarily on how to help business owners to not only grow their business and scale their business, but also how can they lead more effectively so they can get the results? Because a lot of times we get caught in cycles of, what we have to do next, what we need to do next, um, and not really think about the, the leadership component of it. Because as uh, someone who's building this big, grandiose vision, you do need to grow your team to replace yourself from a lot of the roles that you've absorbed or take, taken on during the development of your business. So that's kind of what I do in a nutshell. I love it. Now, how did you get involved in this line of work? Where did your journey start? Okay, oh, so I actually started. So in my in my past life, I used to be doing change management and project management. So a lot of what uh, my my skill sets and my background really came from the fact that I was involved in a lot of kind of strategic changes, and I did that for public and private sector. So what essentially what I would go in to do so they would have um, specific types of things that they wanted to implement. So usually around the strategic plan and timing, and and then they'll ask for resources to help them to either develop it or implement it over multi-years. And as part of that, um, I actually used to start out as just uh, as a project manager where I would work on these um, initiatives. And what I found was it's almost like a Flintstone car. A lot of times you create this uh, structure and the shell of a thing, and then we kind of want it to go, but there's nothing to power the engine or power anything because you haven't really, you don't have the people. There's nobody to man it. There's nobody to kind of steer it, guide it to where it needed to go. So when when I started learning deeper about change and how the people component is super important when you are implement in anything this was where my journey actually started because when I put the two together I was 10 times more effective with a lot of the transformation because a lot of times we'll run into roadblocks in terms of how we um want to we, we kind of say okay this is the big idea and people in the organization used to go yeah 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 you don't know anything about what I do you do, who who are you do, you don't even care about what you know what the work is you just want to kind of do a check mark on your own career. So nobody really was invested in it. And the moment you understand that in order to get there, you really have to not only go to the people at the source, but you also have to go to the leadership levels and understand what are some of their challenges as well, because they're the ones that are at the face of it. And and they're the ones who can kind of navigate some of the temperature. So it, it, it was something that became intuitive and then something that I learned but as part of my journey I actually started there and this is where coaching came in because some of the changes were being roadblocked and I thought oh maybe it's the people but it wasn't it was sometimes just the leader just going look I didn't sign up for this like if this is going to get me fired I don't want to do this is there something else I can do there's like a ton of people that's going to hate me like I have to lay them out like they were nervous scared all sorts of emotions. And when you sit down in that room, and you really just kind of lay things out and hear what's kind of like bottling up and their personal um, challenges and their beliefs, you start seeing a bigger picture of what are some of the things that's going to really um, become a barrier or a roadblock and ways that you can start looking at. And, and it's, it wasn't just it's it, there's mindset, but there's also the the capability, like some of it is I've never done this before. So I'm scared that I'm going to make a mistake. So how do we look at things from, yes, there's a mindset, but how do we equip you to get better, to, to do the thing? That's Mm -hmm. how my journey started. So sorry, I'm coming off that soapbox right now. (laughs) No, I love that though, because that, that
0: capability component, I think sometimes we just glaze over it. You know, we get so wrapped up in mindset, mindset, mindset. It's like, no, no, we, we can learn new skills. Leadership is definitely a skill that takes some time. You don't just walk out one day and say, I'm a leader. No, it takes development. So, how do we even start? What advice can you give our listeners of? All right, I know as the owner of my company, I need to step into more of a leadership role. I am the leader how do we start to develop that skill set are there any just simple tactics starting points that we can do
1: and that's such a great question because i think a lot of us go into the business thinking about i'm really good at x so i want to just go out there and do more of x and you keep you keep trying to stay in that lane but as you go into a business there's more to that. For that business to grow, you have to, you actually have to be able to take a, just another couple of layers step up just to see how can I, as the business owner, replace myself? Because what you find over time is that skill that you wanted to do and that that product, service, whatever you're doing, it requires more than just you touch feeling and it's that ownership that we all feel and i think it's that ability to detach yourself enough to say how can i do more of what i do without compromising the quality of the service and still make the impact that i came into this with because when we go into it we think well i'm doing a business i'm doing a service but there's there's levels to that because in an organization we forget that there are many different wheels going at the same time. So when you were working in a company, you forgot that there was sales going on, there was finance going on, there was HR happening at the same time in parallel to you working on the thing. So if, and, and, and this is where a lot of business owners, I think, struggle with because you're not, you haven't really given yourself a chance to take that step up and really, really, get get build that awareness as to when I used to work as a whatever in my corporate or whatever experience you had it was a business so what are all the components of that business that needs to happen and if I'm the person who is the only person who can do this is this still a business or is this just me doing this thing providing more of a contracting service and this is a differentiation. And I think the first step that people have to really think about is the the, the discernment as to, is my role, am I building a business or am I actually just delivering just a service? And the that's the discernment that I would say is the first absolute step. And then the next step is really, okay, if you've decided, no, I'm building a business, then the next layer is, well, if I'm building a business, Am I in the right place? Am I, is the service part, the part that I want to stay in, or do I want to become the CEO? And in order to do that, that's where we have to look at the self-awareness pieces. Oh my gosh. So many
0: juicy nuggets in there because yeah, it's, it's hard to really take that step back and look at things objectively Because how many of us have gone into business and think, okay, I'm really great at this. But then you start to realize all of the components that come into running a business like you touched upon, and it's a lot. And if you're trying to do that all yourself, you are going to be burnt out, stressed out, overwhelmed. It is okay to ask for help so that you can stay in your zone of genius, and yes, this is where some of the delegation starts to come in too. So, what t- tips can you give on how do we start to efficiently delegate some of these tasks that maybe aren't aligned with what we need to be doing in our day to day role as the leader of
1: our company? So I always say, um, because what I always notice people do first is, you know, and business owners are very, very uh we're bad for this go get a virtual assistant that's the first thing I hear every single time I'm going to just go get a virtual assistant or I'm just going to get x y and z and what I would say is before you do that you have to look at what exactly do you need what kind of role do you actually need to fill and what kind of tasks do you need that person to do So while you might have some virtual assistants that are very general and they're able to, you know, kind of take on different things, but you'll find there are people that they're good at certain things. And in order for you to really get the best out of them, you really have to know what kind of skills you want for your business and so that you can get those tasks done. And here's what I mean by this. So from a practical standpoint, I would say, go back to looking at things from even an org chart, create just a simple org chart. It does not have to be crazy. It just needs to be all the different components of a business and do an org chart. What you're going to find is your pro- your name is probably going to be all over that because that's you're the only person doing it. But within those pieces, you have to look at what are some of the areas that I need done right now and look at okay what are the tasks that i do that are that i'm comfortable with and i can still keep doing and what are the, th- the tasks that i absolutely cannot do and i think the exercise is more of eliminating what exactly is going to be a good fit for your zone of genius and a lot of times i think we use this word zone of genius but as we evolve as business owners we we take on we, we take on more of a, less of an expertise type of role and more of a I want to say a mentor role because as we bring people in our business we start teaching them how to do what we do and this is part of the transition into delegation because one of the things that you have to look at while I'm all over the map in terms of the org chart, and I looked at it and I know, okay, well, I need someone to do social media and I need someone to do um, the finance and I need someone to do this piece and I need someone to do all the oversight. But phase one, what is the first thing I want to take off my plate? And who's the best fit? And if we pull that into a recessionary time right now, You as a visionary, you need to free up as much of your time as possible so you can see things from a 20,000 feet and then back down to a ground level because you have to be able to navigate the sails. And if you think about like when you're on water, you really have to think about, okay, well, how would you be able to see what's in front of you if you're not able to take yourself out of things? So the first things first is looking at who are the people that I need right now and right now you're probably more focused on operations and marketing because those are the main things. Now, I don't want to say social media is not the only marketing thing that you need to do. And so to to strip that away and take it away from everybody's peripheral right now, if social media isn't your main place of getting leads and you really have to think about what exactly do I need from that social media? It's not just pretty graphics, what is the actual function that I'm trying to get from the business or to do with this particular task so I can get a return on investment? And that's that's the kind of thinking that you need to do. So one, map it out on an org chart. Two, identify for yourself, what am I good at? What am I not good at? And three, from that piece, okay, I know I'm not good at these things, but the first things first, what do I need to do right now? that can take me what what can I let go of right now that I can offload to someone else and I have enough capacity to grow them to take it on so that I can then move on to something else because I need to have that big vision at the top. And then when you get to that state, this is where you need to be more specific, not just bringing in someone during the hiring process of, oh, you can do social media. Oh, you can, you can um you can write blogs. It's really understanding during the hiring process, what are these pers- what is this person's skill? Like, how can I develop them? And is it going to be for the long-term or is it going to be for a short-term? Because you also need to build that into the equation. So I would say those are kind of like the steps in terms of how you would get to that state. And then you can build into the delegation because delegation comes only when you identify what you want done, the skills that you're going to need to get done. And the ability to support it to get it done. Because a lot of people say, oh, I'm going to hire this person, put them in the business. And then all of a sudden, it's like, oh, they're not working out. But you didn't spend any time with them, whether or not they're a contractor or not. They don't know your business. They don't know your expectations. You have to sit with them. You have to help them to help you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I really appreciate how you laid that out because so many times we forget about the basics, building that strong foundation, taking the time to take that 20,000 foot view of things versus you know just going through the motions, being in survival mode day in and day out that we forget to zoom out and look at, okay, exactly what is the layout? What am I doing? What is not necessary for me to be doing? And so many times, you know, we're afraid. We're afraid to relinquish that control. But in the long run, it actually ends up saving us money because it is freeing us up to be the visionary, to be in that role we really probably started our business for. And unless you zoom out and have that clear vision, you're going to struggle. You're not going to set yourself up for success. And then too, you know, because you're, you know, constantly going from the day to day, this can cause you to feel very burnt out and overwhelmed, which can impact our personal relationships. So how does being a strong leader in our business, having this, this solid business structure, how does our work impact our personal relationships?
1: Oh, uh, that's, that's also such such an important piece of why delegation is so important the less so when and business owners we know this because there's always so much to do and i think it's set in that set in that uh, expectation or just a tone that there will always be something to do yeah and it's just really just taking that step back and really understanding okay And I say taking a step back a lot because as a visionary, I think we we minimize or underestimate how much thinking and really understanding what we're seeing, what we're hearing, what we're not hearing, how that impacts our decision making. And that's why I say always try to give yourself enough space so that you can take that step back And when it comes to personal relationship, because when you are constantly looking at things, everything seems like it's a priority, there's, it's only you, it feels like how am I going to stop because I have so much going, there's so many things that needs my attention. Like if I'm the only person who does the widget, how is that widget going to get sold if I don't get involved or I don't need to do this? And this is where delegation comes in, because if you don't free up yourself enough to give that space to breathe you miss the opportunities to actually recognize the areas that you're also starving as a result of you being so involved in everything else because that's the part when you're in your business you're constantly focused on this you're thinking about this And, you know, when I started, even myself, and I'm not saying, you know, a lot of people say, oh, you can start your business and it's going to be an automatic that you can turn this off and you can spend time with your family. I've yet to come across a business owner that has been able to do that successfully, especially in the beginning stages of your business. So I I think it's important for us to actually just kind of understand that there's always going to be something to do. There's always going to be pressures. There's always going to be the, the, the nagging of something else that you might have missed, whatever. But I think what's important is as a business owner, you have to make that space. Just like how you make the space to write content, you have to make the space. And when we talk about personal relationships, you need that, you need to de stress. You need to be able to have an outlet. And I think when we think of the whole person, and I think a lot of times we see the full the full cycle where people come back to, you know, the spiritual side, the emotional side. It's because you've either not been able to go in flow or balance, and you find that if you don't have that, your personal relationships you don't you don't nurture them because you're constantly doing something. And think about the last time you actually went out. Think about what kind of conversation have you had. Did you talk about anything else added in the business? Did you talk about things that you used to like? Do you try to connect on a different level? And I think a lot of times this is where we don't, you know, if you're not careful, you're going to find yourself in a position where you don't even connect with your spouse. And that's why a lot of business owners tend to have those kind of challenges. And I'll, and I'll share even with um, my partner, when I started my business, I was super upfront with him. We communicated about a lot of things. But what we found when I started and we got deeper into it, I also had to go through not just the realization of, wow, my whole entire mental, um, my ability to think about anything else was being consumed by the business. And what I did was I had to go through more of intentional, like pulling everything down and refocusing on the why I did this business which is the personal the personal yeah. side of things it's so when you're going through this journey it's really pulling everything down and just kind of thinking oh my god am i actually am i actually like damaging the part that i'm trying to get to cuz i'm doing this not just for you know my the customers or the potential people that i wanted to impact but i also was doing it for my family i was doing it for my partners doing it for my 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 kids. I was doing it for for everyone, but I didn't have enough time to sit back and think. Am I actually enjoying them as well? Like am I spending time with them? So, going back to your question, how does it affect it if you don't give yourself that space by delegate and put in someone into business that can take care of some of the the things that just can't stop as a result of the nature of the business, they need to keep going. And if you don't structure that and put some systems in place to support that, it's going to constantly be you. And the only way you can do that is really just identifying what are some of the tasks that need to be done that I can actually hand off to someone else. Because a lot of times we think things can't be handed off and we own it. But if you strip it away to components and parts I think there's layers to that because think about it. There's a CEO in every single company you've ever seen, and they're not the founders. So why is it that someone else can come into another company and become a CEO and run that organization without without compromising the founder? So what is it that you're doing that cannot be done? Yeah, So. I always want, I so I always say to people, really think about that because whatever you're holding on to, if if you think there's IP involved in it, you can create contracts. Yeah, you can put things in place. If you think there's some things that only you can do it because you have the personal touch, find somebody who has similar similar customer service to yourself and train them so that they can give your customers the same level of experience and nurture that person because that person can then replace you as part of your operations team or your customer delivery team. So I think it's just really understanding what are some of the things that we're holding on to that we absolutely think we're the only one that can do this versus is it because I'm, I, I'm scared to let it go or is it because I'm scared to do to, to that someone else is going to mess up or my customers are going to leave or I'm not going to make the same kind of money. What is it that's holding you back from it? Right, I love that. And it can be hard to do
0: that. It can be hard to just be objective about it. But like you said, when you start to give yourself that space, you can see the opportunities. You can live your life. How often are we just caught in the day-to-day that we forget to live? And it goes fast. And we think that everything's guaranteed and it's not. And I don't think any business owner out there goes into business wanting to be just all encompassed by their business 24-7. Nobody wants to be working 24-7. But you have the choice that you can make the change. There are opportunities out there. You just have to be willing to create the space so that you don't miss them. Shauna, this was such a powerful conversation. So much great advice.
1: Where can we learn more about you? So, I can be found on Concave Business. So, K O N C A V B U S I N E S S. And that's for all the socials. So, that's where we live right now. Um, but I also do leadership coaching. So, you can find me on LinkedIn as well. So, That would be my name. So Shauna Bassel, and you can find me there and just connect with me there.
0: Great. Thank you so much, Shauna, for taking time out of your busy schedule to share your value with our community. Until next time, stop dreaming and start taking messy action. You've got this. Are you loving what you're hearing? Do us a favor and hit that subscribe button so you don't miss an episode.